the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Inlinks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Rachel. Michael. We're here. Staff and Grab Podcast. It is. Hosted by you and me. Hosted by us. Um, With Grinch decorations. We have a lot of Grinch. Rachel, <laughs> that's her thing, is, is, is that she loves the Grinch. If you're new here. <laughs> um, that's, that's, her, that's her thing. She loves the Grinch. Our uh, Christmas podcast, the one we do before Christmas, yes. I will be in a Grinch onesie, it's just always, so we're all that's, clear. That's always my favorite one, man. We do our naughty list and our nice list. And I can't wait. Do all that. It's always the best, because we're always wrapped in Christmas spirit and... I might do like I might do it up this year. Like I might get like a Santa costume or something, or or just do like or dress like an elf, maybe. Oh, you can be uh, Buddy the Elf. I'll, I'll, I'll be, be the Grinch. I'll try and find yellow. Uh, do you yellow leggings. Not basically. show up in leggings. To I, Michael, I think though, I might show up in yellow leggings. And uh, we need to hear from the people. Do we want to see Michael dressed as Buddy the Elf? Listen, I. Uh, uh, you have to come with a hat and everything. Though. Oh yeah, I might not be the most like like the, the most handsome guy in the world but the one thing i will i will give myself credit for is because of the amount of running and hiking and all that i do is i do have nice legs i've good i've good thighs calves, we've discussed whatever. this you have nicer legs than me and i used to be yeah, like an elite gymnast yeah well i i'm a marathon runner rachel and i also was a was a high level hockey player i grew up on a on an elliptical like an elliptical uh, not an elliptical um a stationary bike growing up so. i finally got to skate on Tuesday for the first time in three weeks. I got to skate. Oh, I do my annual hockey games every year for the dude. I got to tell you. So I played in the Eric Lindros uh, uh, celebrity uh, classic celebrity charity classic uh, on Friday. So not not tomorrow when we're recording this, obviously, because that's how yeah. time, that's how time works a week ago, but a week ago. And it was great. It was only two games this year because normally we have to play three hockey games in one day. Yeah, that's and, a no. And by the third game, like all of the all of the people with like kids and responsibilities and people who love them in their lives and whatnot, they're all gone because they, they have stuff to do. So it ends up just being like last year. Not like us. We don't have no, no, no. children have no, for no one, sure. No one cares <laughs> if I live or die. So I, I, I can play I can play hockey games as much as I want. But we had a. Uh, like last year, it was it, it was it was crazy, and we had six guys by the last game, and it's three. It's running time, thankfully, okay. but it's three fifteen minute periods. Is it three on three? No, it's full. It's full. Like it's no, not, no way. It's three on three. So Ew. it was crazy. Like it was no. Thanks. And also, like my knee was like gonna explode last year. Like I was, I had to like hobble out of there. But this year, it, it always surprises me because I'm used to. I grew up. I lived in skates, so I was. You know, it, 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 uh, my, my like body was used to it, but now I run and I hike and all that. So it's different like muscles. Let, let me just say the dogs were barking and by the dogs are barking. I'm saying my feet were on fire. It Is was it, so funny as you bring up oh. skates for anyone who, um, like still plays, whether it's like men's league or whatever the case spend the extra i think it's like a hundred bucks and get the get them um, molded to you no get the black steel skate blades i have not had to get my skates mm -hmm. sharpened in over a year yeah because i spent an extra hundred dollars to get 
black steel. So think about how much money I've saved yeah. by not having to get my skate charm. So it's like it's an outlay at the beginning, but it saves so much money because usually I get my skates like when I played, I would get my skates sharpened every three times. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're supposed to now, do. Now I couldn't even tell you the last time I got my skates sharpened. Like it, I think it was when I got the new the steel put in. Like it mm-hmm. might be that. But anyways, let's um we gotta talk about another funny guy, not Will Farrell. We gotta talk about Travis Kelsey. Okay, so I guess this is sort of like uh like this is as the reason how this sort of folds into our podcast i guess is because hockey is the most pick me sport on the planet oh it really is yeah anytime anytime uh, a celebrity of a certain stature whatever mentions hockey in any regard like every team account every whatever they'll be they'll they'll find they'll be like oh you should uh." the jonas brothers showed up at the oilers game on wednesday night and like and like there there was a clip of the Jonas Brothers looking like they were like really intense like oh it looks like it's an SOS on the ice like oh I'm like it's burning up in which, Rogers place tonight like, which is why it's kind of weird that absolutely no one in hockey has picked up on the fact that the Kelsey brothers like the Toronto Maple Leafs so apparently <laughs> apparently the Kelsey brothers are big Leafs fans or not so, big but like they are Leafs fans Jason Kelsey has said on the show that he likes watching them, likes the vibe yeah. and everything. And, and like you would think, like even though the Leafs are an original six team, they don't exactly need help marketing. Um, and we'll talk about what another original six team does later in the yeah. show a little bit. But like you're talking about the the at the biggest sports podcast right now because of the Taylor Swift yeah. situation. Even before the Taylor Swift situation, it was it was, it was I think number ma- one. I mean, yeah, it's still it was massive. One. But now you have a bunch of like new whatever if. I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs. I am sending those brothers jerseys and whatever else so f- freaking quickly. And in their off season, they are like, it's all-star this year. Yes. And the Eagles and Chiefs might be in the they Super Bowl. They will likely be facing each other in the so, Super Bowl. all-star weekend's probably not feasible. But if I'm the Leafs and they truly, like if Jason Kelsey said he likes the Leafs totally unsolicited. Yeah. Get them to a Leafs game, you would actually not even understand the level of impact that would have. People would tune in. Like, think about how many people are tuning in to watch football because of Taylor Swift. Dude, there are the amount <laughs> of people that tune in to watch like the Chiefs slaughter the Jets on like Sunday night because of Taylor Swift was hilarious. But like the the thing that's that's tough though is that like obviously Toronto doesn't have a uh an, an NFL, NFL team. team. So like when are they gonna be in Toronto? And I don't think the Chiefs play the Bills this year, or at least in in Buffalo. So that would be like so it wouldn't even make sense. But it's for All Star Week. Let's say by by let's say the uh, like let's all, say they don't get there. Well, the thing is, that, the thing they that sucks, did lose to freaking Denver. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, no, but that's the Bills. No, no, no. The oh, Chiefs and the Chiefs did to too. Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Denver's coming up, man. They're they've won three in a row. Like it's or three, is, four in a row now. Is is Sean Payton performing Harry Potter? Well, yeah. Sorcery? See, so not to get off on a tangent, but like, and I think you knew this about me, but like, I was from I think like 2010 until literally when I was my favorite NFL player of all time is Drew Brees. He's a sh- yeah. He's a short guy. I'm a short guy. He uh, uh, notedly, and, and he uh, he. F- Sorry, Connor. He friggin' tore the crap out of his shoulder. And I did the same thing when I was in when I was playing hockey. And I read his biography when I was recovering when I was like 14, 15. And it was like super inspiring. And I'm like, this guy's my favorite player. So I became a huge Chiefs fan. Or not Chiefs fan, Saints fan. Um 
but now I just have no really reason to cheer for them because both Sean Payton and Drew Brees are gone. And like Michael Thomas is getting arrested every week and Cam Jordan is cool. But like, I, but I like Sean Payton was my coach for like, I like Sean Payton a lot. I love Sean Payton. Sure. He got suspended for a full season because he was putting bounties on players heads. Sure. But you know what? It's, it's the TikTok time. It's like, he was the greatest guy around, but what about the yeah, murder? We have, people, what we, murder? Have, we have people on TikTok talking about things that are like yeah. absolutely wild in today's day and age. So yeah, but you Sean know, Payton. you know the TikToks I'm talking about where it's like, oh, he was yeah. the greatest guy around, but what about the murders? What murder? <laughs> That's me with but Sean Payton. If the Chiefs, so let's say theoretically, yeah. let's say the Chiefs and Eagles don't make the Super Bowl. If they're out, by all-star week and the Leafs do not and the nhl does not somehow get them to toronto the thing that, it's a mistake so su- i'm pretty sure super bowl and all-star week they're different they are different yeah, yeah. Super is uh, one after. is the week after yeah, yeah so that would be that would be feasible like i was yeah. there for the all-star because i'm going i'm doing both i'm gonna be at both yeah and i like i was at the all-star game last year and let me tell you like like they they need uh they need all the they need all the all the star power they can get there because even though it was in Fort Lauderdale, like there was kind of a huge lack of it. And can you imagine the Kelsey brothers like film a podcast? I would just if I were the least, I'm like film at Center Ice. Like I don't even care. You know what? If if they want to step on the logo, step on the logo. Well, the Leafs cover their. I tell this to everyone. They they cover the logo. You know what I don't understand? You are a multi. The the Leafs are worth two billion they're now. The, they're two point six five. Two point six five. Do some do a ten million dollar renovation and put the logo on the ceiling. That wouldn't cost ten. Oh, actually, it was. I don't care how much. It okay, would well, cost. The, the thing the thing with the lease is they don't. With the this is a little behind the scenes, and you know this because you've been in the, the locker room. They don't really have a ceiling in their locker room. Like they no, do, they, don't, they, they don't. do, but it's but like, like all really. of, it's like all of the pipes and stuff. But then, but then under the pipes, it's like a bunch of sort of uh, uh, like white, like plastic or like. Yeah, it's just not like very appealing. Slats, basically, Whereas, no, no, it looks cool, but I'm like, if you want to put it, will it probably would cost ten mil because you have to build a drywall ceiling basically under all like, the pipes. Like Seattle nailed it. Everyone, logo on the ceiling. I think the Wild have it now. I think the Ducks have it now. Like it the makes, Leafs need to do a renovation, anyways. Put the logo. They on are the doing a renovation. Yeah, they're doing a huge one. Like like when they get. I eliminated, remember when I was in, and we're going to talk about this team because we need to do a deep dive into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were doing the dressing room renovation, when I was in Vancouver, I literally was like, I remember sitting in the meeting being like, logo on the um, ceiling. logo on the ceiling. And they're like, no, no, we can't do that. We, ha- we we're, we're picking the, the colors of the benches. And I was like, logo on the ceiling. No one cares what color the wood is logo on the ceiling. And lo and behold, day one in the dressing room somebody was yelling about it i was like we could have avoided this problem if we put the logo on the ceiling they literally reconstruct they moved the dressing room put it on the ceiling if you do a dressing room renovation and you don't put your logo on the ceiling it should be free game because you're a dummy that's that's that anyways get travis kelsey and jason kelsey there because travis kelsey used to play hockey and Mike went through and found a bunch of Travis Kelsey's well, tweets. So what's, ha- what's so funny? So what's happening on Twitter these days? I will call it Twitter. Is people are uncovering? Well, there there is the um, there is this famous tweet that is that 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 as as uh, sort of uh, sort of underlined how every position group tweets in the NFL. So it's typical typical QB tweet. Love my teammates. God is good. Qu- exclamation. Patrick mark. Mahomes. Hello. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson. All of them. Running Broncos country, let's ride. Exactly. He's, yeah, oh my god. Uh, running back tweet is 
keep grinding. That's what they all basically how how it all sounds. Alvin Kamara's yeah. tweet right there. T, uh, wide receiver tweet: The enemy speaks kindly and holds a knife. <laughs> they they all tweet like that. Like every like look at what Stephon Diggs has been doing this week. Look at what you know like. Every, but then <laughs> tight end tweet is just derp, <laughs> and that is true because people true. have been uncovering. A Travis bunch of Kelsey like old tweets. Travis, Travis Kelsey tweets from like twenty from like twenty ten until like twenty fourteen. We were in high school. We were in high school during this time. Yeah. And he was well, he's quite a bit older than us, but he was like probably in in like he was in college, I think, at this point, or like early college. He's not he's, quite a bit older than us. Like he's, he's like, thirty four. Like he's old. He's the same age as Gronk. Did you not know that? No, but what we, you make this guy sound like he's forty. No, but we're twenty seven. He's okay. 34. That's seven years. That's, yeah, that's pretty. Older than that. Yeah, so have I. But it's still, it's pretty, like, it's still. It, <laughs> Routinely. Yeah. So some of the funny tweets that, that come to me is um, one from June, 8, June 18th of, 20, of 2010. I believe this is during a uh, an Olympic or a World Cup soccer match. Just it's World Cup, yeah. USA is pissing me off, four exclamation marks. <laughs> the best one, by far, is the one that's been circling the most, is... Travis Kelsey on uh, on April 14th, 2011. He goes, I just gave a squirrel, S-Q-U-I-R-L-E, Solid. a piece of bread, and it straight smashed all of it, four exclamation marks. I had no idea they ate bread like that, two exclamation marks. Capital, ha ha, hashtag crazy. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is so... Growing up, Peyton Manning was my favorite player because mm-hmm. of like a story with my mom. Like my mom, the day Peyton Manning signed the richest contract in NFL history, my mom was in Indianapolis and she was at St. Elmo's Steakhouse, which if you don't know what St. Elmo's is, it's you uh, should know. You should know. Yeah. And Peyton walked in and was like at the bar just waiting for takeout, opening like the menu kind of thing. And my dad pokes my mom and was like, hey. That's Peyton Manning. This is the day he signed the contract. My mom in Indianapolis screams, Peyton Manning? Who's Peyton Manning? Peyton just looks at her and is like, what? So Peyton Manning was my favorite football player since since that day. He definitely thinks that your mom was insulting him. Oh, yeah. Because who just instinctively, no offense, Karen, but like, no idea who who Peyton Manning is. No, but like, who instinctively yells that when they don't know who someone is? Especially, like, also, what I love is that Peyton Manning had just signed like a a historical (laughs) amount of money and he's going to pick up his own takeout. It's wild. But this is also, we're talking about the same woman who was sitting at a roulette table with Bill Belichick. And when I walked over, was like, Rachel, this is my new friend, Bill. And I was like, Karen. Hey, Bill. Like, we're we're on to Seattle. Um, uh, so another one is from August 6th of 2011 Big year, big tweeting year for Travis Kelsey was 2011 uh, About to go goat cart racing So G-O-A-T dash C-A-R-T So goat cart goat racing carts. Dot 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 ha 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 I hope I fit in the cart <laughs> I love this guy Okay so here's This is how we're gonna we're gonna reel it Dial it back in Okay well I'm not done yet What? I have, a, I have two more Oh Keep I have, going. I have on, on, there's nothing that gets better than goat carting. How do you top that? November? Oh, the last one is my favorite one. Um, but the, uh, the next one is, is on, uh, November 15th, 2010 It's man three, three, uh, he loves his ellipses. He loves his, his I dot, love dot, ellipses, dot. Yeah. So man, dot, dot, dot. What I do for a Klondike bar right now for exclamation marks. Incredible. <laughs> I had a Klondike bar last night. Yeah. What'd you do for it? 
hung out with my little cousin. So I actually have two more left. And play Beyblades. Yo. Oh, Beyblades are sick. Beyblades we'll are in, sick. We've talked about Beyblades, but Beyblades was literally... Beyblades in, in, Back in the day, I was like Although they're super, really cheap now, they yeah. literally explode every four seconds. So Beyblades back in the day was like the, the grade school version of like cockfighting. Like, <laughs> like, like it was... You'd walk into like a classroom... Or like at recess, you and they'd be like, "Why oh, are we yeah. a bunch of kids huddled around?" It'd be a bunch of kids huddled around, going like, "Kill him, kill him, kill him!" That like Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh is oh, dude. Man. I, I, I saw fist fights at school for that. I participated in many of them. Like what I, a psycho man. I I can't remember how to play Yu Gi Oh, but I do know that back in the day, like it, like I was like, there was that blue card that had like the swirl on it that yes. like could was basically like auto win. Anyways, read the last it was tweet. Exodia, uh, which was the card that was, which was like the unbeatable guy that had five different cards he had to put together because it was parts of his yes. body. Yes, and it was wild, man. I remember a kid, a kid got it, and uh, we had to like stop playing because he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, like you're gonna put this Exodia," and we'd be like, "God damn it, Tim!" Like, all right, anyway. Damn it, Tim. Um, his name was Tim. Um, but we had another one is from this is from September 26, 2009. He goes, Student loan just came in finally. Now the fun really starts. Travis Kelsey. Love that. I wonder how Travis Kelsey's student loans are doing. I wonder, I wonder if he's paid <laughs> off his student loans. Um, and then finally, Rachel, the, the final one, my favorite one. And I think this should be, this should be like, I'm going to save this. I might frame it. Is on, on April 4th, 2010. Happy Easter to all! Three exclamation marks. Hashtag shout out to Jesus for taking one for the team. Four dots. Ha ha. <laughs> this guy. You know what? Shout out Jesus for taking one for the team. Out of control. Out of his mind. If Travis Kelsey, like, I guarantee you, Travis Kelsey. Uh, what are the odds that Travis Kelsey knows who Pontius Pilate is? Zero. Yeah. Well, okay, as a kid so- who went to Bible camp, I'm pretty, pretty well. Uh, well versed in Pontius Pilate. Yeah, um, I'm not. Great. It's uh. By, uh so who? Anyway, yes. I think I think I have like I have my answer who's your, to this. Who's, yes. Which NHL player has the biggest Travis Kelsey vibes? It's William Nylander. See, that guy doesn't give a crap, and he's so funny. He just doesn't do like the social media thing. But I'm talking about the vibe of like Travis Kelsey is funny as hell, and William is, and he does not care what anyone else thinks of him. Like he just doesn't. Care. You know what? I don't. I don't agree with that because Willie is more mysterious. Travis Kelsey, like he has a podcast about his own life. He's in the most. He's literally in the most like visible relationship in the world right now. Like, like people. Like he's like. Oh yeah. Okay. From Willie, that perspective, I just meant more from like a personality, like not giving a crap and doing his own. Like yes. he marches to the beat of his own drum. But I mean, like I'm, and he's not like he is. But I feel like he's more like Travis Kelsey is like. He reminds me of like a Rottweiler. You know, but like <laughs> my tattoo is of literally my yeah, Rottweiler, <laughs> but like of, of a Rottweiler, but like a happy go lucky. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say Golden Retriever because he's like a Travis Kelsey is like a Bernie's mountain dog, you know? Yeah. W- William Nylander, he's like a black cat. He's like mysterious, you know, like all that. I feel like there's got to be. <sighs> there's got to be some like he's got they got to be like big. And is like, it Matthews then? I think Matthews is still too like cool. Is there a bit? <sighs> In terms of like wildness, it might be Ovechkin. Yeah. And also being like an elite player in the league. Yeah. But I just meant from the the vibe of like William Nylander is going to do whatever he wants. Travis Kelsey absolutely does whatever he wants. William Nylander's Twitter account was so funny that Lou Lamorello like, like basically shut it, shut it down. And honestly, like 
can't really blame him for doing that because some of the things on that Twitter account were a little wild, very much like Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah, it's uh, like you I'm put it wonder- this way, if Travis Kelsey lived in Toronto and knew he could kind of go like incognito, he would absolutely do what William Nylander does and walk take the subway not even that he would literally walk his dog's shirtless down the street in yorkville and nobody would care like willie does that he just does not care can i I would it be like brad marchand like it was definitely okay when no it's it's brent burns what are we doing it's definitely oh my god it is i was because i was gonna say if he was still playing it was joe thornton for sure but but like brent burns is just joe thornton jr like so yeah it's brent what nhl player would have a podcast that is like new heights like that vibe not a i'm gonna break this down like what nhl players would have that's a really good question that kind of podcast i'm trying to think of like that's a really good question players in the game that like secretly have a fantastic personality that nobody really like gets to see because it's everything's like on lock um oh trevor zegris Oh yeah. Well, Trevor Zegers is already in like dating Dixie. Yeah, like what he's already in Dixie Demilio. Dixie Char- Demilio, not Charlie. It's Dixie. I don't even know who they are, so that's where. I, I mean, know. they're famous for being bad at stuff. Like, like literally, they're not good at. So basically, Trevor is famous for being good at something, and yeah. they're famous for being bad at everything. Is that kind of what they're, you're getting well, at? Well, they were like they got in on TikTok like right when it popped oh. off. Well, it's Charlie got in on TikTok right when it popped off and she was just doing like dances. People are like, oh, she's pretty. So like everyone's going to follow her. Oh, so there's not even talent associated yeah, with this. And then and then, um, and then Dixie was like, oh, well, Charlie's my sister and she's popping off. Trevor Zegers and Cole Caulfield. Give it to me. Oh, yeah, that would definitely like it's that it's that group of like like I feel like even like Jack Hughes would be in there like, you know, all that like it's but it's that group of like American players like young players who are friends like the zegris yeah off field all that kind of stuff for sure um but all right but rachel we talked about william nylander so it's a great way to sort of segue into the nhl global series yeah um, starts today ottawa detroit it does what time are they playing today uh 2 p.m eastern great great because sweden if i'm not mistaken is six hours ahead um they don't do daylight savings so i always get confused because i know like when i talk to my family in germany during daylight savings it's five hours not during daylight savings it's six hours rachel has their society collapsed because they don't do daylight savings no in fact it's actually quite nice Mm, interesting well i know finland is seven hours ahead which is why i think sweden might be five or six depending on like where you are all i know is the leafs are playing i believe the Sens at 8 a.m on sunday i think yeah, so, so that would be like a 2 p.m. start there, which makes sense. That checks out. It is. The content that's coming out, though, like every team is doing such a great job. Yes. Um, look, this year specifically, I found in recent years, but this year specifically, teams have really been stepping up the content game. Like teams have finally figured out how to use TikTok, but they've also... Maybe because they hired people that aren't mm-hmm. 40 billion they've, they've years old. Young and they've hired the youths, you know? How do you do, fellow kids? Like that kind of thing. Um, but like, and also the rumor going around that Mitch Marner was running the Leafs TikTok. Mitch Marner does not. He does not no, run the Leafs TikTok, he does guys. Not know. I know who runs the Leafs TikTok. I, do, it I, ain't went, Mitch. I went to high school with the person who runs Leafs yeah. TikTok. I know who who it is. Um, but it's 
what I've found is uh, that they've really stepped it up. And specifically, like if you look at the the global series content, they're just like it's great stuff, man. Like they they really are. But we'll talk about the global series in a bit. But I want to give a big shout out. I tweeted about this yesterday, but I think it's important. Is uh, I want to give a huge shout out to the Boston Bruins. Yes, nobody does like off ice content like the Boston Bruins do. And they're an original six team. They're an original six team. They they found a way to do to 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 make their content. Like I love behind the scenes content. I love watching. I love seeing what every room looks like, but I love seeing, you know, what, what like how coaches prepare players in between periods. Can I talk you through how it get, how it got done with my former employer? Because it's sure. kind of like a good insight. Well, I just want to say, yeah, like the, the Bruins, they have a behind like, you know, how the Leafs have the blueprint and that's always phenomenal. Like the little I, just, I like the little moments they tweet out. Yeah. I wish they did what the Bruins did, though. Well, they like, do have like longer like weekly. Well, Bruins isn't, the Bruins isn't like weekly. The no, Bruins but I is, want the Bruins. Like I want it weekly. Yeah. Well, Give it that, to me weekly. It takes a lot of energy. Like, a well, lot you of, have the money. Yeah. But it's also like it. I, I let, let's let's be OK. Like, like hard knocks, I guess is what I want. I want. But that's HBO, knocks. man. It, hard knocks isn't produced internally by the teams. Hard knocks is like you have a you have a prestige. You've like Warner Brothers, you know, doing it for you. Like the Bruins do it the best. They behind the B. And which is they're, so they're already on. I lo- like I said, I love watching behind the scenes stuff just because I love getting insight into how each team works. I love seeing, you know, I love seeing the facilities they have, but I also love just sort of like seeing different routines, learning different things like they they do insights on different behind the scenes players. But the Bruins, they are already on their fourth 20 minute like behind the scenes behind the B uh, uh, like number. There's four. only been four weeks in the season. No way. Yeah, this is the fifth week of the NHL season. God, time is a flat. So they're doing guys. it weekly. So they are doing it weekly then. It's possible. Yeah. Um, so it's, but like they're already on their fourth 20 minute episode. Well and done, it's, guys. it's all phenomenal. They did one that's, that's just solely about a road trip. Like it's like, I love seeing that. Like I want, like, what's it like to be on a, and the least did a great one of it, of this as well. Like what's it like to be on a five game road trip? Like, as an NHL team, you know, hopping from city to city, you know, like, like what, you know, I love being like, okay, the the equipment guys. If there isn't, if each team that's in the global series does not have a behind the B style, like 20 minute episode on their the, trip, you're fired. I guarantee like you, at least with the Leafs, like the next blueprint will be all about the global series. It needs to be though. Like I'm right with you. So the MLS and mm-hmm. honestly coincided with the Apple TV deal, which is the best sporting deal there is because there are no blackouts the stuff is available worldwide so if like because apple owns all the rights if Mm -hmm. somebody tweets out uh, an mls highlight and you live in like antarctica yeah you can see it it's also because apple tv costs by far the less the least amount of of uh, of any subscription it costs 8.99 and it's month. also like the best produced because of the cameras and stuff they, they have don't, but what i'm saying is is like yeah when mls and apple signed this deal they mandated every single mls club and obviously messi's like a big part of this mm-hmm. but every single mls club had to produce a behind the scenes type show mm. and the growth that clubs saw when they did that, like social media growth and everything was tremendous. I think if the NHL, especially with the younger personalities, like we just talked about, Trevor Zegris, Cole Caulfield, Jack Hughes, Elias Patterson, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, like Tim Stutzla, Brady, the Kachucks, mm-hmm. right? I would love a Kachuk podcast. I think that would be so funny. 
But with all of like the social media and now we're kind of getting like new personalities, the NHL should follow the MLS and say, hey, like every single team's got to basically do what the Bruins are doing. I The Oilers do something, but their hockey management team gets final say on what goes in there, which is similar. So when I was in Vancouver, we had a video team. And I'm pretty sure every single person except one has left, which kind of tells you where this is going. Mm -hmm. And they would come in and they would film like our trade deadline meetings, our free agency meetings, our whatever. And then they would cut it. And then PR would look it over and basically cut anything that was good. And then Jim and Patrick would watch it. And if they didn't like stuff, then we had to go back and cut more crap. So out. it ended up being five minutes long. <laughs> it was the, the trade deadline one, I believe, was four minutes and 23 seconds or something like that. And like, if you think about the trade deadline, I was there like a lot of stuff happened. None of it made it in there. And it's like it already freaking happened. It's not relevant. The deadline is passed. Mm -hmm. Put it out there like you. We have. Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Tottenham allowing like cameras in there 24 7. Pep Guardiola is drawing his tactics on the board. You want to sit here and tell me that in discussing an NHL trade is going to be more valuable than Pep Guardiola's tactics? Pound salt. Like we're acting as if, and this is why I really like the Bruins, like they don't act as if they're holding the nuclear codes. Stop acting like you're holding the nuclear codes because the reality of the situation is. Most of you do not have a university education. Like, we're not dealing with war, the nuclear codes, any sort of, like, highly confidential stuff that impacts society. If trade deadline passes, free agency passes, just show. Show that you had interest in the players. Fans want to know, hey, we had interest in this player. We couldn't get the deal done because this was the price, right? We didn't want to give up X, Y, Z. Like, if the Leafs... There was a player, I forget, last year at the deadline that everyone wanted, to, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. And Leafs fans wanted to know, right? Why didn't they get him? Well, it would be kind of cool if we saw a video that was like, oh, the asking price was like Matthew Nyes and a first and this and that. And then everyone would be like, well, I'm glad they didn't make that trade. Like what I would have liked to see in, in um, what was it? What was the Leafs? thing called on Amazon that we watched? All or nothing. All or nothing. There we go. Which is what they have for like Liverpool. There's the Arsenal yeah. one. But what I wanted to see during that season is I wanted to see like the like the conversation of like why the Leafs decided to go with like Nick Felino over like Taylor Hall. You know, like I wanted to see that, but they they, they didn't. But they to be fair, like the team produced stuff has has gotten a lot better. And, it just needs and, to have like the hockey operations department well, just can't have a say anymore. I, and I hate to ever give this organization props for anything at this point. But the the thing about the Chicago Blackhawks is that they did a really good job last year is they had an entire episode around the trade deadline dedicated to like to basically finding Patrick Kane his trade. An that was amazing. One. And it was literally, just, it was so funny because it was, it was like basically 15 to 20 minutes of Kyle Davidson, like slowly, slowly losing his mind, trying to find, like trying to make a trade with like the Rangers and everything work. But like they captured like the actual time where Davidson called Kane to tell him like, you've been traded to the Rangers, like all that kind of stuff. They had meetings where they, where like they're talking about like, it's, it, it it's great. And it's, it's really, really important. I'm in the game. Like I'm like, 
I'm in the Leafs room. I, you know, I'm, I'm in, I, I, you know, I'm in the room of any, uh, of, of any team that I cover, like, you know, and yet I still love seeing behind the scenes stuff because it's, it's taking people like one step further than even I get to be. And there's so many, and like, I would love like, there's a million other fans out there who want to see the same thing. I would love. So I've sat in draft meetings. Yeah. I just like, I have, I've heard the conversations and then I've seen what gets like put out there. Mm -hmm. It's like Montreal did an amazing job this year of actually showing Jeff Gordon being like, if we're going to pass on a kid with this level of talent, you had better be sure. Like he, I thought that the behind the scenes conversation, which was, very obviously about Matt Vaymichkov mm-hmm. was done so well. And you can do that. They didn't end up drafting him. They still put it out. No harm was done. No nuclear codes were shared. And I don't believe they even mentioned the they didn't name say his Mitchkov. name. Exactly. So know. you're able to like kind of read between the lines, but they have plausible deniability on that. Like Exactly. So it's like I I sit in draft meetings that are a week long and then you 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 suss it down to two minutes it's and it's because like people don't want to seem like they're dumb like the like keep in mind the well big, then don't be dumb yeah but like the most like circulated pick uh, uh video in that regard was in like 20 in the off season of like 2010 or 2011 when uh, uh in, where the that bruin scout to Peter oh Shirley was like was talking about tyler saying he's like yeah he's skilled but does he fit our culture you know and then but that's like you know what when you're building a team it's a legitimate question to ask and it's like yeah people like Maybe that's a memeable moment and whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you'd rather have that content Mm -hmm. than not. And if it's a team produced thing, that's not tampering because you you weren't saying that publicly to try and make something. And it'll be released after the things happen. Like it's not like exactly like like if you release it after the trade deadline, it's not tampering to talk about like it's you can't make a trade. You know, there's keep in mind, there's so many things that people don't understand about this sport, specifically salary cap stuff that make it impossible for you to understand. So if you have the conversations of, of executives talking about it, like I want like then at least. (laughs) <laughs> it gives fans an insight into Give it. Give us know? the meeting where Brandon Pridham got the Leafs to within four dollars of the cap. Yeah, like that's like why why not do that? Or you know? give us give us the meeting. Like I was actually I was talking to an agent about this. It would be really cool. Let's say there's a major major free agent. So let's say William Nylander walks, right? Okay. Let's just say free agency. It would be so cool if William Nylander's agency paid a like a professional video company. Mm. They had a professional like Wasserman, for example, yeah, has their own arm. Their video to basically arm. do a documentary of like Billy Mielander, like finding his home. Yeah. And it's like, this yeah. is what this team pitched. This is, they don't have to show the pitches, but then let's say they go through the pitches. Right. And then they show the agent sitting down with Nylander being like, and laying out, okay, this is what you get in this city. This is what you get in this city. This is what you get here to see that process. It'd be great. I think would be so cool. And it would give you insight and it comes to mind, I guess this is kind of where we're going next. It's like mm-hmm. the insight into the Bo Horvat, yeah. JT Miller, like Vancouver Canucks stuff. The Canucks did not put out nary a piece of content about how that decision yeah. was made. What was said to both players before that decision was made? What was said to players like Elias Pettersson? So you're like talking about kind of the decision being when Bo Horvat got traded. No, the decision to sign JT over Bo. Oh, okay. So you got, yeah, because I feel like some people might not understand what you're talking about in that regard. So, yeah, in the summer when when they extended 
JT Miller for a million years over Bo Horvat. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, and this makes sense because Bo Horvat made his return to Vancouver last night. The Islanders end up losing. Um, that was a fantastic a game last game. night. I watched it for like obvious reasons. Um, seeing Bo well up three on three separate mm-hmm. occasions. Like, I think that kind of tells you the last time I remember that really happening was when Matt Sundin came back to Toronto. Yeah. And or when on- PK Subban came back to Montreal, oh, he was bawling his that. eyes out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's a great, that's a great find. I remember that. Um, to see like you don't get emotional going back somewhere unless you truly deeply care Right. And he like Patrick Johnson wrote an article about how Bo went out with a bunch of guys. Everyone thinks it was Elisa. It wasn't Elisa. Um, it was a different Aquilini restaurant. But the let once that decision is made, once Horvat's traded, produce a piece because you've been you've been rolling. Yeah. I was there. You were rolling. Mm-hmm. You were in the room. Put out a piece after that that can be part of like a Thank you, Bo. Mm-hmm. And then it, it kind of explains to the fans because if you remember, a lot of fans were furious about how that all went down and the shroud of secrecy. And to be fair, Bo had every right to be angry because what happened was there there was obviously like a decision that had to be made because JT, to his credit, had a 99-point season. Had JT had his regular 75-point season – both players are probably still on the Canucks, yeah. right? And so the 99-point season kind of put everything in flux. And the plan that they said publicly and, and that they told Bo is that they were going to build around him. They were going to use him, Petey, Besser. Like, that was going to be... Their that's core. why Besser re-signed. Like, that's why they qualified him, mm-hmm. right? They, we, I was there, we... Um, that's why that happened. That's why, like, Thatcher Demko wasn't traded. That's why, like, a lot of stuff sort of happened. Kuzmenko was brought in. You tell somebody who wears the C, who does so much stuff for your community, who's a consummate captain through years of incompetence, years of incompetence of the previous regime, you tell him, we are finally going to build around you. And then the way he finds out he's not being built around is when the extension for JT Miller gets announced. That's how he found out is he found out like it wasn't, he didn't find out in the press release. He found out that he wasn't, that they basically had gone back on their word when they told him they had extended JT. So, and like the behind the scenes of that would have been really cool to see. And so I think a lot of fans, like I don't have an issue with you booing former players, But to vilify Bo for him being like, for saying like two sentences after what he did for the organization and never said a bad word about it through years of incompetence, I think is extremely short-sighted. And I'm really glad he got the welcome back that he did. And I'm glad that he was able to score and Miller was able to score and Hughes got the overtime winner. It kind of felt like a passing of the torch a little bit. Mm -hmm. But that's a moment where you're rolling the whole time. You're rolling all through camp. You have interviews. They did a sit down with Bruce in his office. And I knew that because we could hear it in our video office. 
and they were talking about Bo and JT and coming into the season and like they're both expiring. Like what's going to happen? Like all talking about that. You could have run a huge episode on Bo and JT and the building of the team and think about how well, given like how well the Canucks are playing now, think about how well that would do. Like what if they released that yesterday? Would have been great. Would have been incredible content to give fans the insight into the decision to the like JT kind of like coming into his own Pedersen really stepping to the forefront Quinn Hughes being named captain like all of those conversations I think it would have been super cool if Mm -hmm. the Canucks had and like any team um like Brady Kachuk is another one give us the behind the scenes how did you arrive that that was your captain Right? How did you arrive that it was Quinn versus Petey? How did you arrive at, if you're Ottawa, that Brady Kachuk was your captain? That's obviously mm. like a lot easier. But things like that, I think, would make for great content. And I also think that it would help with the vitriol and nonsense you see on Twitter. Because contrary to popular belief, Twitter is not real life. There were so many Canucks fans that had no idea that Bo said what he said. It was really confined to like hockey Twitter. And there's also, and this is like, and this is sort of in, in a way to, to get teams to be interested in doing this is you can edit it in any way you want. Right. Yeah. Like, and you know that the Canucks would have edited that to making it seem like, you know, a lot better for them, you know, of course. And, and the trade, that. like the heronic looks incredible. Yeah. It looks amazing. He looks unbelievable and, and like alan walsh has uh, will make sure that you know that yeah and the other Hardest thing is, shot is of the season last year we, or last we night. want some like insider 107.9 miles per hour i think it got corrected i think they corrected it this morning it's 101 now which is oh boo. that would be no way i didn't uh, if they have they haven't told alan walsh because he's still, yeah he's, he's still, still tw- tweeting about it want some insider uh yeah sure jim rutherford called his shot while i was there he want this was the season he wanted the Canucks to really go for the cup. And it was like his belief that they were going to be able to take like a healthy run at it. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're only a month into the but season, hey. but Hey, they look absolutely fantastic. There is there's a, about a ridiculous PDO run happening. There's here. a million numbers that suggest that this is not sustainable, but they banked enough points. But Jim Rutherford called his shot. He sat the entire department down and said, 2024 is yeah. what we're going for. Yeah. That's what he said. So Canucks fans, he said it, and he said it two years ago. So it's not like this was a willy-nilly thing. He said it two years ago. So that's, I think he was hired like two years ago well, in a couple well, of weeks kind of well. thing. But you look at it, the top three scorers in the NHL, Hughes, Miller, um, Pedersen, all tied 26 mm-hmm. points. Besser tied with Matthews for the league leading goals with 13. Mm-hmm. Thatcher Demko. L He's the runaway runaway Vesna favorite right now. Quinn Hughes runaway, runaway Norris. Norris favorite right yeah. now. I another three points last night. Yeah, like he he looks fantastic. He's taken a step here, and I think maybe getting him a defense partner that doesn't look like Bambi on the ice is helpful because that switch that they run at the top there on the power play on the Heronical, they've been running that all year. It's virtually unstoppable. Like, it's incredible. The pass JT Miller made to Besser to score the power play goal last night was a chef's kiss. And it kind of made up for the fact that on the Horvat goal, he looked utterly horrendous. So, Rachel, 
you're you're speaking to me with about these goals as if I watched the game. You didn't watch the game. I did, did not you? watch the game. How dare you? Um Yeah, the Canucks will regress. Jim Rutherford called his shot. Listen, Give us the content. Listen, they have they they have the Canucks have banked enough points at this point that they will make the playoffs. Literally, Thatcher Demko would have to have a season-ending injury for it to yeah. even be like, in the will, conversation. They will make the playoffs, and yeah. even then, they could limp along with Casey DeSmith or whatever. Like, uh, they could limp along. Look, the 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 Penguins missed the playoffs by a point last year, limping along with Casey DeSmith. So that's fair. But no, honestly, and I think a lot of people think I'm like angry that the Canucks are having success. I genuinely, there's there's a, quite a few people in that organization. That I want to have success. Well, they won you money. And they so. also won me nearly $1,000 last night. So please, continue winning because I continue making boatloads of money. I gotta start. Dude, I gotta, and they're super fun to watch. Like, Man, I gotta pull a Shane Pinto and get you to like place my bets for me or something. <laughs> like it's, this is but yeah, crazy. Like, I just want to make it clear that like I don't actively cheer against the Canucks and like want them to be bad. There are a lot of people that I really want to see succeed there. And a lot of people are like, I want Pedersen to get his money. I want Demko to win a Vesna because I think he consistently gets overlooked mm-hmm. for Eastern. And and I think Quinn Hughes gets overlooked because the Canucks play at 1030, which is kind of funny because then Canucks fans complain when the Canucks have to play early when they play like the Leafs and the Habs. Can't have it both ways. You either want people on the East Coast to see them or you don't. And if you want people on the East Coast to see them, you got to play earlier. So, In a similar vein to that, Rachel, I know there are a lot of people who think that I'm cheering against the Edmonton Oilers and that I want the Edmonton Oilers to succeed. And those people are right. <laughs> so the difference here is those people are right. The yeah. people, there are, now, make no mistake, and I have no issue saying this, and it'll be very clear when my book comes out in a couple of years, there are certain people in that organization that I have less than zero time for. But those people do not outweigh the people that I have a ton of respect for and would like to see win. There we go. All right, Patrick Kane, Rachel. Um, he's done some winning, hasn't he's start, he? He has, yes. Now, he, uh, he, he's been training in Toronto or Oakville, I guess, or whatever. Um, of course he's of course he's training in Oakville. If you don't know what Oakville is, it's like the richest suburb yes. in the GTA. So he's doing that. Um, and he's starting to, dis- he started, you know, in his return from, from hip surgery, he's starting to uh, begin his free agent tour. You know, he's starting to, to get, uh, to, to call the field. Um, and so uh, there are four teams basically that have been mentioned. Um, Ooh, I haven't really been following this, even though Patrick Kane is like, I mean, let's call it what it is. I wore 88 growing up. Yeah. Like, and then I switched to 28, but like, see Patrick Kane is, it'll be interesting to see what he's like, because we have to talk about how Patrick Kane, he was playing hurt last year. Uber hurt. Uber hurt but, and so he's he's gotten surgery or whatever to fix that. That's why he hasn't played at all this year. But like how much of the player, like how much, what will he look like after getting pretty major hip hip surgery? I wonder, so I was having um, this conversation with somebody who mm-hmm. knows Patrick really well. And then I went and I did a ton of research just because I still have like all of my academic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I still have access to a bunch of like repositories and like journals and stuff like that. So I went and read up like on the surgery and like the impact that it has. But the person I was having the conversation with said, if you are a player that relies on being like an elite skater, 
right? So like if McDavid had the hip surgery mm -hmm. that um actually he's not a good example because he has like a ridiculous brain too. Kasperi Kapanen. If Kasperi Kapanen or Ilya Mikheyev had the surgery that Kane did, it would likely be a death sentence on their careers mm. because it's very difficult to get back to that level skating wise. But if you're somebody who relies on your elite hockey sense, elite stick handling ability, elite passing ability, the drop off might not be as significant because your game isn't as reliant on skating. So I wonder what we'll see with Kane. But Kane does. He, he relies a lot on his lateral movement though. Yes, but he doesn't rely on like the actual backwards yeah. forwards. Like he relies on his edge work and edge work is like less, I guess, less taxing than the all out. Like you still have to open your hips and whatnot. Like you still yeah. have to. So it's, but anyway, let we have, we have four teams that have sort of, that he's apparently linked to or wings seriously. And it's funny enough, they're all in the Atlantic division. Like he really wants to be in the Atlantic division. Um, the first one, I guess we'll talk about is the Leafs. I don't know if they really, I don't know if he's the best guy for them. I'm going to, there's going to be a certain faction of hockey fans that don't like me for saying this. Uh oh. And I, I'm going to look straight in the face and be like, I, uh -oh. I don't care. Uh oh. Um, if Patrick Kane signs with the Leafs, I will be getting that on a jersey so quickly. You will not even be able to, like, your head will spin. Well, what number would he wear? Not 88. And, like, would he take eight, I guess? Potentially, yeah. Because Muzzin's not playing. Muzzin's done, yeah. Muzzin's done. Muzzin, Muzzin said, I don't yeah. know. I think, listen, if Patrick Kane wants to play for the Leafs, I'm sure they'll figure out a number. Um, but, like, growing up, like, I, if you think about when Patrick Kane was drafted, he was drafted in 2007. Dude, Patrick Kane was the I was Steph, 11. Patrick Kane was the Steph Curry of our generation. Like, he like he changed how people wanted to play hockey. I literally watched, there were a couple of non-Leafs that I watched so many mm -hmm. YouTube videos of. Pavel Datsuk, for LOL obvious reasons, and Patrick Kane were, like, two of the main ones. Both of them have their very obvious warts in terms of like as human beings. Yeah. But that doesn't it... take away from the fact that first of all, an 11 year old doesn't know any of yeah. that. And I'm not going to say he, I'm not going to lie and say that he wasn't my favorite player growing up mm. just because of that. I didn't know any of that. And frankly at 11, I wouldn't care. Like it, it, it wouldn't matter to me. I'm 11. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, we do I, want to acknowledge the sort of like moral quandary that comes with any with him signing to anyone's team just because of, of in the past, everything that's gone on with Patrick Kane. So, yeah. So with the Leafs now, in terms of his actual fit with the Leafs, that's that's pretty tricky because I see like there have been a lot of sort of like mock um, mock lines yeah. or whatever. I with, think with there's him on like, the Leafs, and they always put him on the third line. Patrick Kane's not like a third line player. I so I mean you talk about like the moral quandary, right? Mm -hmm. And like that has to be acknowledged. Yes. It only gets acknowledged in the public realm. When you are especially if you are a team that hasn't won a Stanley Cup for multiple generations, if there is not like handcuffs and like in jail situation, they don't give a shit. Like that's just I'm They I'm should. Not, they should. They don't. And that's that's I think they should. I really wish 
that pro athletes were held to the same standard as like. And three of the four teams we're going to talk about here are teams that have not won Stanley Cups for multiple generations. So that's just is like there's there's no sense in having like outrage about it because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, with the, when it comes to the Leafs, I don't know where he fits. Like I I I, I don't necessarily know. <sighs> I honestly, I think that first line stays the way it is because it has to. I think Patrick goes on the second line with Nylander and Tavares. Your third line then becomes Bertuzzi, Robertson, Domi. And your fourth line then becomes uh, David Kampf, uh, Callie Yarncroc. And Noah Gregor, I guess. Or? And Noah Gregor. And then Bobby McMahon is your yeah. like which, up and down, hey, which that's is great. legit. That's a legit ridiculous yeah. now, the thing is, But then to... it also allows you, if you sign Patrick Kane, it also allows you to trade somebody off your roster to help whatever the hell is going on yeah. on the back end, which I think is probably the more likely scenario. Yeah, there. absolutely. Um, but it's it's very interesting just because what does Kane want? You know, he wants money. That's the thing. Like, he wants to be paid. He's, he's not somebody chasing a cup. He's got... He's got three cups, right? So he's... he's Like, he will only sort of acquiesce on that stuff... Um, with a true contender. And I think he does see the Leafs as a true contender as everyone kind of somebody should. said to me that like, if he's going to a team that like, isn't legitimately ready to contend, it's probably in the neighborhood of three and a half, four. Yeah, absolutely. However, if like he rated though, like on the, Oh yeah, yeah. it has to be prorated. Yeah. Um, but if he is going to a team like Toronto, they wouldn't be shocked if it was a $1 million deal. Which even that, I'm sorry, but if you can get Patrick Kane for a million dollars, yeah, you take that's it. A, that's a shot worth taking. But it is it's gonna be so hard to fit that in with their cap with it is right now. Mm, uh, not really. Okay, never mind. One point one million dollars? Ryan Reeves, you're on waivers. Thanks for coming. Even like Connor Timmons. It get, doesn't even matter. Get ready to learn Ryan Marley's Reeves is ease, one, buddy. Yeah, one point one two five can be buried. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Reeves, you're gone. Yeah. Um, Thanks. The next team is the Sabres, his hometown. That makes so much sense. It just seems they have the cap space to do it. Like the Sabres, the Sabres have right now 7.264915. Now they're out with Tage Thompson. Yeah, Tage Thompson is going to be out Jordan Greenway while. is their top line left winger. So look, I think I might know where Patrick Kane fits. So <laughs> it just seems like Buffalo has been the obvious landing spot forever for so many reasons he wanted he look Kane wanted to play like under the bright lights of manhattan whatever last year so that's why he went to the Rangers. can you even blame him and like blame him. it would be great for like every every athlete should at one point call msg their home you know or, or strive to if you're in basketball it's like the lakers kind of yes the lakers the bulls like there are not certain the, not really the Bulls anymore. They've lost a lot of cachet. It's the Lakers, the like not even the Knicks. Not the Knicks. It's pretty much just the Lakers at this point. Like I think, or, really. or the Celtics. The yeah, Bulls, the Celtics. Right in in the NFL, there's like different depending on like <laughs> division. Yeah. But the Cowboys are like if the you Cowboys, play, if you are a superstar for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. it's a different situation. It in hockey, it's Toronto, New York, Chicago. Yeah, like no offense, and like. Boston's a bit of a different animal just because hockey is a bit of a different animal in Boston. And Boston, the Bruins are not king in Boston. The Patriots and the Celtics come first. And the Red Sox. And the Red Sox. So, like, you're not king. But they're still huge. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying they're not huge. But it's not, like, like if you are a superstar for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's your town. Mm -hmm. It is literally your town. 
if you're a superstar for the Buffalo Sabres and you're from Buffalo, like if Patrick Kane went and had by some God's grace, like a fantastic run with the Sabres, people would be like, Josh Allen, who? People like, are already starting to be like that right now. But you know what I mean? Like if Patrick Kane, the hometown boy, goes home to Buffalo, like the Sabres are if you're if you're a Buffalo. Bills practice squad player, like you you can get a seat at any restaurant in, in the city, like all that, you know. So Patrick Kane goes home to Buffalo, like that would be huge. He makes he makes the most sense just in in terms of a roster fit. Yep. He makes the most sense in terms of what he's looking for for salary. It just seems like this is kind of it's destined to happen. I would I think there's always something to be said. You and I have talked about what it's mm-hmm. like to either work or play for the team you either like in the like city you up, lived yeah. in or like grew up with right i mean I, i've said it on this podcast like i love doing this podcast with you but if that team came calling you'd be doing this podcast by yourself mm-hmm. right if in the same way that like i'm gonna get to do something pretty cool next summer i'm not gonna say what it is i'm gonna get to do something pretty cool next summer and like the level of meaning that it's going to have for my family is far beyond working for whatever team Mm -hmm. kind of thing right it's it's there's something inherent about going home yeah so there's the panthers which is not home (laughs) not home it doesn't they they want them and good on the panthers for for wanting the big names they always seem to be in the mix for it um I think Patrick Kane and Matthew Tuchuk would be very fun. Just oh my god, that would be so annoying to play against. But the Panthers are also like capped to the moon right now. Like they are, they are in gr- cap gridlock right so now. So Evan Rodriguez is currently on the top line. I think, mm-hmm. um, probably not. I think you could comfortably move Evan Rodriguez down to where Anton Lindell is with. Um, Etu Listerinen and then put Nick Cousins on the fourth line kind of thing. Yeah. But you're not signing, like, let's be quite clear here. You're not signing Patrick Kane to play him 10 minutes a game. No, you're not. Like, no, like, I mean, you look at power play units, obviously Buffalo's without Tage Thompson. They sent Maddie Savoy back to junior, which kind of raised my eyebrow out a little bit. But Buffalo's also not a contender. Like, they're not ready to contend yet. Three years from now, LOL, they're going to be hilarious because they're going to have all of those top picks in the lineup because mm. they've done such a great job of drafting and developing. But in Toronto, like that, the window is now. It's right now. It is literally this year. And it's same with the Panthers. If they can fit, they have 94 grand in cap space right now. So if right. they can so you figure send, something out. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Patrick Kane views the Panthers as a full stop total contender. Like, I'm not sure if he would acquiesce as much. Um, I agree wise. because I mean it's like not everyone in the NHL knows that the only reason the Panthers sniffed the second round yeah was win was Bobrovsky going nuts so and Kachuk yeah. kind of scoring timely goals like Bobrovsky didn't play well in the Boston series but they don't sniff a win in the second mm-hmm. round without Bobrovsky they don't sniff a third round or any win i mean they were they got run over by vegas but if Bobrovsky doesn't play like that kane is smart enough to know because kane's similar to crosby like he is a hockey junkie like he mm-hmm. watches every so he knows so i kind of wonder i think 
one, he's going to take his time rehabbing, obviously, but two, like maybe like settle it and kind of see how the cards fall. Because we're starting to like he's taking this long A to rehab, but also B to figure out sort of, all right, which teams are for real this year, you know, like how the season goes. Right. Because he could have he could have been like, all right, I want to sign with the Oilers. But what's super clear is he wants to play in the East. That seems That's to be very, well, pretty yeah, all clear. Of the, all of the, the teams that he's been linked to are all in the same division. Although, I mean, if you're Edmonton, <laughs> like... He's not doing that. No, but no, if you're Edmonton and you could put Patrick Kane on a line with Connor McDavid... And Leon Dreisaitl? No, then you could separate them. You could have one line that has McDavid and Kane and one line that has Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl. That would be so funny. Then you just put Hyman and... I. I don't know. Put a Vander Kane on your third line, whatever. But that would be wild. That would be wild. It, it, the sauce pass, he could fire to McDavid up the ice and McDavid just goes in on a breakaway. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then the final team is the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, that's money related. Uh, they have the cap space to do it. They have yeah, roughly money four. They have 4.4 in, in it cap would space cost right them now. 4.4. And it would count. But like it would cost him. It would cost him that. Yeah. Because the the Red Wings are not contending. I mean, who knows, man? Justin Hall. Michael. They got Justin Hall. So they're contending. Yeah. If we're talking about this year, you're talking Leafs, Panthers are Mm. your most likely destinations. Or Sabres. Uh, I think think he goes to the Sabres. uh, No. If if you're talking about him wanting to win this year, the Sabres are not winning this year. I would actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to the Rangers. If he wants He's to already said, they've already said that's not happening. Right. But like, mm-hmm. if he wanted to go back, if for like a contending purpose, if he I wonder wants if to they go, even have him back after how everything went last year. If he goes uh, to Buffalo, it's twofold. One, it's an exciting team and it's his hometown. If he goes to Detroit, it's this, like it's money. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, we've reached the end of the podcast. We will be back on Monday. Um, don't need to jumpstart our charity of choice. Uh, it's a, it's great. It gets kids uh, in, uh, from low-income backgrounds involved in team sports, which is very important to their uh, mental and physical development. Just very, very important. Um, and before we head out, Rachel, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Watch the Global Series games at NHL teams. Give us the content at Leafs. Give me Nylander grandma content, please. That would be great. And yeah, so we'll see you on Monday. Peace.